download the Hit app. This is the show. Want more access to exclusive prizes? Become a VIP at hit.com.au. Hey, let's talk about Elf on a Shelf. It's fun. Everybody gets around to Elf on a Shelf. More and more people every year let an elf into their house to uh, to report back to Santa to make sure that the kids are doing the right thing in the month of December. We've done it in our house, and every night the elf goes on a bit of a wander, and you find him in a different spot each and every morning. It's fun. I get it. However, our work elf... Uh, has gone a little too far, has stepped over the line uh, when it comes to places to be found the following morning. You'll see a photo on our Facebook page, Hit South Queensland. Uh, I popped into the toilet uh, earlier on this morning to do a number ones. Sorry if you're eating your cornflakes. I looked around, I was in the cubicle, and just sitting up on the divider between the two cubicles was the elf on the shelf, looking down and checking out what I was doing. No, that is wrong. So I thought just for a bit of fun this morning, uh, <laughs> let's put together a list of uh, places that the elf from Elf in a Shelf in your house, workplace, wherever, should not be found, should not go. Toilet being one of them, I reckon bathroom is another one. You don't need the elf from the Elf in a Shelf staring at you whilst you're having a shower or a bath or whatever. 13, 12, 16. As I said, it's just a bit of fun. Where? In your house, workplace, wherever you've got an elf from Elf in the Shelf, uh, wherever you've got one of those elves, where should it not go? Let's set the limit for these elves because we need them to know that there are some places that are a no-no. 13, 12, 16 is the number to call. Sophia's on the line. Sophia, what do you think? Where should the elf not go? In the oven when it's on. (laughs) (laughs) Have you learned that from experience? No. You haven't you so you haven't found the elf in the oven? No. <laughs> okay. It worries me. No, look, that I was thinking more toilet bedroom, that kind of thing. But you're right. You're right. I think that's uh, that's something that the elf should not do, pop into the oven whilst it's on, uh, because um it, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't last too long in there. Um but it's a very good idea. Uh Sophia, how old are you? Uh, and eight. Eight years old. Well, wise beyond your years. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Okay, let's peel back the layers of another conspiracy theory. Today we're going right back to the beginning. Not the scientific beginning with dinosaurs and stuff. The biblical beginning. Now let me set the scene. This one's going to blow your mind. Back in 1945, some ancient texts were (laughs) uncovered in a place called Nag Hammadi in the desert. They were to be known as the Nag Hammadi Codices, written by early Christians known as Gnostics in the first several centuries AD. Now in these codices, there were poems, religious writings, And they describe the beginnings of human life as well. Check this out. That shed a great deal of light on early religious issues, biblical texts and biblical history. And, but they made a mention of a very mysterious race of creatures that have become known as the Archons. We don't really know what the Archons were or even are. What's interesting is that there is actually a depiction and a description of the Archons looking definitively reptilian. Okay, lizard people. They're lizard people. 
And these lizard-like archons were hanging around in the beginning, the biblical beginning. What were they doing? Well, apparently creating Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, or should we say Gardens of Eden. People focus on the Garden of Eden story in the Bible as if it's a one-off. It seems to be talking about when humans were created, Adam and Eve. I would strongly suggest from my research that actually it's not talking about that at all. It's talking about the point when human genetics were interfered with and genetically manipulated. And so humans became at that point themselves a hybrid, which had a great infusion, I would suggest, of what I would call archon genetics. No way! We're part archon, we're part lizard. So the Garden of Eden is what exactly? One suggestion is that the whole idea of the Garden of Eden was nothing else but some type of a lab. A lab that was run by extraterrestrials in which we were ultimately created. No way! Now that's a conspiracy theory. The Garden of Eden was an alien lab. We are part lizard. What is going on now? Those writings could have been buried in the desert to keep them safe. Or, when you think about it, they could have been buried in some sort of ancient trash heap and they were just turfed out by whoever wrote them as literary rubbish. Who knows? You need to be the judge. Poke your tongue out in the mirror. Is it forked? Are we part lizard? That's our conspiracy theory for today. Now, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas, and one thing that is a guarantee at Christmas time is that people get around Christmas music. Radio stations play a lot of Christmas music, and we do, we do that. We do that. We try and get everybody into the Christmas spirit. Well, there's a list that has been produced of the most annoying Christmas songs uh, of all time. Now, the list is quite long, but I'll only go through the top five. Uh, At number five, Wham's Last Christmas. At number four, Merry Christmas, Everybody by Slade. Uh, Number three, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day by Wizard. Number two, Do They Know It's Christmas? Band-Aids. There's a lot of old songs, which is good. There's a fair chance we won't play them. Uh, now, the number one most annoying song of all time. Have a think. What could it possibly be? What could it possibly be? Well, I can tell you right now, it's a song that we may actually end up playing on this radio station. I don't want a lot for Christmas. All right, Carrie. Care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. All I want for Christmas want is you. Yeah. There you go. The number one most annoying Christmas song of all time. Mariah Carey is All I Want for Christmas is You. And Mariah, all I want for Christmas is not to play that song 
Well, as I said, fair chance we will. Pretty devastating news, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, you remember, I don't know, was it a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago? It all seems a bit of a blur. Uh, had a crack at the 30-hour spin cycle class to break a world record. And as far as I know, that's exactly what has happened. The, the, uh, all the footage has gone into the people at Guinness Book of World Records and uh, with any luck will be recognised as being record holders. But regardless of that and regardless of the fact that, yes, we did 30 hours, some news has come out overnight uh, from Colorado in the States. Check this out. For most people, a day-long spin class would be too much spin class. And then you take it off your bikes. For instructor Megan Hotman and this room of riders, spinning all day and through the night is exactly what they signed up for. Yes, oh yes, yes, 28 hours straight. They're here to break a world record for the longest static cycling class in history. I'm feeling super good right now and the crowd is really upbeat and positive, but it's, again, we're only four hours in, so this is going to get real ugly later today. The current world record is high, 26 hours, which means these men and women have to non-stop pedal for more more than a day to beat it. So uh, this is news that is only, you know, hours old, really. Uh, and they're talking about the 26-hour record. We have hit the 30-hour record, so I'm not quite sure what has happened there. I'm hoping that, yeah, Guinness, the people at Guinness haven't recognised our record yet. Not that we've done something wrong and it hasn't been recognised at all. But I can tell you now, I'm not doing it again. So... <laughs> If for some reason our record has not been uh, recognised, not doing it again. For one, it was hard mentally, but also hard on the butt. So much so that I ended up singing a song about my butt blisters. And just because it's early and for a bit of fun, here's that song again. When I'm at walking, it hurts the most, it's painful, there's no doubt. I know it's not right, but I just have to stop and check it out. Do you want to pee at the blister on my bum? It's like another cheek. Band-Aids, I'll need more than one. I look like a freak if it starts to leak, it's gross, I cannot lie. It did it yesterday, can I just say it? It'd make a grown man cry. Do you want to peek at the blister on my bum? There may be more than one. Grossed out, my job here is done. Yeah, not doing it again. Download the hit app. This is the show. Want more access to exclusive prizes? Become a VIP at hit.com.au.